Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. Alistair Tremblay Birchall is his name. Yeah, and Andy Matthews is his also name. (laughs) Welcome everybody to the podcast. Uh, We... Uh, obviously, we love you. That is the main oh, thing. You're doing, we're, doing, we're doing that up <laughs> the front. We're getting it out of the way. We're saying, look, obvi- obviously, we love you. It's uh, like a, we're like having an argument with our partner. All right? We want to lay yeah. the ground rules. We're saying, look, obviously, we love you. Yeah. All right? And, that's and now I'm going to say a, a bunch of really horrible things. Mm-hmm. But remember, obviously, I love you. Okay? So, and Because I, I said that to begin with, I've framed the debate. All right? And it doesn't matter what happens from here on in. That okay? all of these things come out of love. That obviously they all come from love, you know. No, that's a great, it's a great technique. Although I don't, you don't ever hear anybody sort of getting away with anything based on having done that. No, no, it's 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 not a, um, it's not a good defense. Okay. Like legal or yeah. physical. A good defense is like a shield or like a. Yes. Or like a tower with guns. Yes. Or uh, high high ground. High ground. So if you sort of had like a shielded high tower with guns mm. that's on, on top of a hill. Yes. And then you said, now this is coming from... Now remember, I have a... Honey, <laughs> I have a shielded high tower on top of a hill with guns. So, yeah. So this is all coming from a place of high... Gun, 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 gun defense. Now, would it also help if that high, high ground was yeah. somehow like a mound, but made out of like liquid? Like if it was, if you were on a hill, like obviously it's good to be on a hill. Yeah. But the thing about a hill is people can just climb up it. Right? Oh, you mean the? So you're you're suggesting some kind of moat mountain? Um, <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Like if that could be a a pile of water. Mm, right, like yeah. a standing wave. Yeah, standing wave. Well, they have those. They have those in Thailand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and like, it's about time they create something since the red curry. <laughs> the Penang. Oh, the Penang. The, the gang. Think, the gang Penang. Wait, I think the Pen. I think Penang might be Malaysian. Oh, really? Well, Penang is a place in Malaysia, right? Yeah, but I thought it was named after their favorite Thai curry. <laughs> 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 Look, you know when you love <laughs> I think that if you if you could go back in time. Yes. What you could do is you could go back to the medieval times mm. and you could you could bring them standing wave technology. Yeah. Sort of a lot of sort of Thai tourism technology. <laughs> yes. Right? And and convince a lot of kingdoms to mm. to build their uh to build their castles on top of, uh, I guess, on a place that is surrounded by things, which I guess will keep enemies away, mm. but also bring tourism in. Now, there's there's a, there's a common saying, don't build your castles on sand, mm. right? And people usually take that to mean, we'll build it inland. But, you know, sand is very often the boundary between the, the, the sea and the land. So you, yeah. it's very much still possible to build the castles on on the sea. Yeah, I think maybe you could build it on on sort of solid ground. Yes. Maybe. Put in put in a sort of in ground pool around yes. it. Yes. But then one of those make it kind of like a salt water in ground pool. Mm-hmm. And then line the outer part of the in ground pool with sand to yep. kind of make it sort of beach like. Right. So that you're still getting that kind of the beach because be- people love the beach. People love the beach. Yes. And maybe, maybe people who are coming as your enemy 
will 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 show up at the beach and become friends. Yeah. I don't know, you know? I I do know, yeah. and the answer is yes, they will. Because the beach is where friends are made. I also feel it'd be good if instead of water it was custard. Just because to me that's visually uh, funnier. And uh, and I know that you can you can mm. technically run up custard, but you have to maintain speed so people would be trying to run up your standing wave of custard. Yeah. To get to your castle, yeah, your, but but the, but the custard your will wave be, top castle. The, the the custard will be moving. The custard so, is moving. Yeah, the custard <laughs> will be on the move. <laughs> well, the individual uh, molecules of custard are yeah. moving, but the emergent phenomenon of the wave yeah. is stationary. Yeah, right. Because it's a standing wave. It's a standing wave. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't know what a standing wave is, I'm sorry, we've wasted your time. No, no, no. You can Google yeah, the quick YouTube take. Take five. Yeah. Go to YouTube. Watch some people wiping out. And this is the problem. You you will wipe out your enemies. Yeah, that's this, really good. With a with a standing. It'll be a total wipeout. Yeah. Um, I was trying to find some kind of uh, saying. Uh, this is back when I was uh, talking mm. about that the beach might also convert some of your enemies into your friends. Yeah. Saying that. Uh, you know the the best defense is. Is a good, oh, friends love the beach. Right. But I couldn't think of a good one for that, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to struggle with that one, Alistair. Maybe we'll throw that out to the listeners. <laughs> hey, guys, if you, if you got any puns that uh, relate to a person who's built a standing wave made out of custard yeah. and a sort of beach around, beach moat around their castle, uh, and we're talking about converting. Uh, enemies possibly into friends when they uh, attempt the sort of yeah. the custard beach. Um, if you've got any puns related to that, we send them in to at uh, two in tank on Twitter. And make it sure it's an original pun as well. Don't just go to your Philip Adams big book of ripper Aussie puns about uh, standing wave castles. No, of course and not. Beaches and friends. Actually, don't go to the big book of ripper puns of any country. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, is Antarctica? Yes. It's a it's a it's a continent. It's a but, continent. But is it a country? No. What it what it is is it's like a pie where everybody's called dibs on a slice of the pie, mm. but nobody's allowed to touch the pie. Well they're but they're putting their mitts on it, but they're not allowed to like enjoy it. So they can sort of they can smell it and right. they can look at it. And, and they... you can really like lick the pie and ruin it for everybody else mm. so they don't not going to want to touch the pie. Mm. Or they're not going to want to eat the pie. Yeah. But but you, they can't. You know, like when we go to uh, a new country and we discover a land, mm-hmm. which has probably been discovered by someone else beforehand. But anyway, you put a flag on there. Yeah. That is the country version of licking a pie. Yeah, licking the side of a Mars bar. Mm. Do you think that, like, we could do something with that? <laughs> <laughs> but that there's other people who are going to be grossed out because your because your flag is on. Ugh, I don't want to live here. Or alternatively, you know, um, collo- uh, you know, uh, an explorer lands on mm. some land, and then they, there's another. There's a French ship coming over the horizon, and so they lick it really quickly. And so the French are like, "Oh, gross! No." They lick the land, or they lick they the lick, ship. They lick the land. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be weird if you licked the ship. I mean, in a way, that's what the ocean is constantly doing to land. It's <laughs> it is, it is giving it. a wet kiss to yeah. the land. Just crawling up it and then moving mm. back. It's, yeah. it's a bit hot and cold. It is It is gross. Like, if I was the land, I would feel very, like, encroached upon mm. by the, the ocean. I wouldn't be su- surprised if the... Uh, if the next big player to get called out in the media is the ocean. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, that it's mm. been it's been sort of crawling up and down land's leg uh, yeah. for too many years. Yeah. And uh, tickling at shore. And, you know, I think sea levels rising, obviously it's getting it's getting worse, right? It's mm. getting more cocky because nobody has said anything. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or or you know, uh, a lot of people have said things, but the important people aren't doing anything about it, right? You know, and it's always those people in power who have the power to 
you know, try to make these things stop. That yeah. we need those people to get on board and uh, stop this thing from happening. Okay, so <laughs> is that? I mean, and also the 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 ocean is notorious for luring people into it by Absolutely. appearing to be sort of calm and peaceful and trustworthy, mm-hmm. and then maybe a rip will drag you in, yeah. or uh, you know, something or a tentacle, or a tentacle, a dirty tentacle. Yeah. So um, I don't know if this whole idea is hugely problematic, but I think it is a sketch and I think it could be made to work in some way. I also think that, uh, oh, you've you've already written down Moat Mountain? Yeah, I've already written down (laughs) Moat Moat Mountain. Andy, what what do you think I am? I'd be intrigued to hear your idea of what the format is for the Moat Mountain sketch. Alistair, go. I don't know. Look, I mean, I guess a simple, you know, if we went as simple as... uh, Pitching defense yep. to, you know, I mean, he's set in medieval times, right. but he's, but he's just come back from a trip to Thailand, like the guy. Yeah. And he says, got a great idea while I was there. Yep. You ever seen a standing wave? And they're right? like, no. Well, because you know how high, high places are great defense, you mm. know, it's always good mm. to have a height advantage, even, even on one-to-one combat, you know, in martial arts, if you're like three steps above somebody. Uh, you know, on like a stairs. Yeah. That is a good weight. That's a good advantage. That's you know? not really hand to hand anymore, is it? That's sort of foot to hand. Foot to face. Foot to Even, face. Yeah. It's foot to I... face combat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hand to hand. Like, what are you getting out of hand to hand? What, you're just punching the other person in the hands? In the hand, yeah. But, no. you know, you hear about fists breaking a lot. So mm. whoever has the most durable fists. That's interesting. You know, and I, th- and I do think that fists are the heads of the. Of the arm, of the arm, yeah. I think that, I think that's fair. Which is kind of like you know, like how deer and sort of those those bald dinosaurs dealt with stuff. A lot of the head ramming. Yeah. So so you think really it's punching is really sort of head butting. Yeah, punching, especially yeah, yeah, punching is head butting. It's arm head butting. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I think that I, I think that's very good. Yeah. I think you could also have. Like, like maybe like a Sun Tzu, like the art of war, mm. but he's writing it and he, you know, one of the things is, you know, obviously uh, the, uh, a height advantage is ideal, but if it's mm. you know, high, high water. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, whatever, um, whatever, man, fuck. Um, well, you know, I know we don't really do any kind of pun, pun based uh, sketch ideas anymore, yes. but, but I, I just wonder whether anybody who's interested in the sport of cricket whether anybody ever released a book called The Art of War, and it's about the War Brothers or Mark War or Steve War. I am absolutely sure that there has been at least one war, war, pun-based war book yeah, about right. the War Brothers, where so, war is spelled W-A-U. It feels like it would have been all that happened during the time of their reign. <sighs> I right? mean, there would have been so many articles, so many bloody... Newspaper, and if they hadn't a thought of it, I mean, it would have been a real. I guess all of sort of um, the media, I guess, would have would have been letting down the world, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's just another missed opportunity to do a war pun. I mean, how often do you get a a a cricketer Mm. who comes along, or any kind of public figure who comes along, whose surname basically is like a word? which we have so many sayings about, yeah. right? Like the only way it could be better would be if you had a cricket player whose surname was Cricket or like good at cricket or I, bat, Batman. Batman, yeah, or or two in a bush. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, because that's a saying, you know, one in, the, one in the hand, two in the bush. If his last name was two in the bush... Like Mark Two in the Bush, yeah, yeah. They'd have so many opportunities to make make puns, especially if there was another one, <laughs> another cricketer called Bird in the Hand, yeah, right. And yeah. he had been traded in because, yeah, Two in the Bush had uh, just had a, had had an injury, yeah. But fortunately, Bird in the Hand. Mm. What had just come off a ripper season in the Sheffield Shield, yeah, right, mm-hmm. and was available to be drafted by the Australian Cricket Board. 
And so he. I was, mean, they would have been crazy not to to not do it then yeah. in that sort of circumstance. Yeah. <laughs> do you think like, like oh, <laughs> fuck? Because the that the the famous Abbott and Costello, who's on first, what's on second sketch? Yeah. Right. <laughs> that is like the definitive comedy sketch that gets pointed to all the time. It's a fucking shit sketch. Sure. It doesn't make any sense. It's really dumb and so long and boring, right? Like there's no like what there's there's no logic to it. Like look, why do the these people have these fucking names that just happen to make your sketch work? Like where you're asking us to accept a universe in which the sketch is funny. I think that would be a fun idea is uh to 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 do that but with their names somehow being exactly that, like what you're saying is like a convenient... Punchline. Pu- convenient punchline name? Yeah. Wait, who who's on first? <laughs> convenient punchline name <laughs> is on first. And then, yeah, and then the sketch somehow continues from there. Yeah. Look, I, look we'll have to figure it out. I think this is going to take. Look, it's just mathematics. Those kind of sketches. Yeah, you just sit down with a slide rule and a, and a abacus and, and a, an abacus, and I guess your maths teacher. Yeah, Mister Boyle. Mister Boyle. Mister Boyle. I think I had Mister Ware. <laughs> well, that's a that's a very good. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Where's on first? <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, I think, like even just. A a version of the sketch that just doesn't work at all because yeah. somebody that wears on first, <laughs> wins on second. <laughs> oh, this is painful to me. Um, I oh, but I I think. What about Howl's on first? Because it kind of is kind of closer. Mm, yeah, Howl's on first. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. What's on the bench? No. How? Um. I think is it like yeah there's 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 something in in this like whether it is the the drafts the people drafting the players for the the cricket team whether or not they actually give active consideration to the surnames of the people on the team and whether or not like you've got to be like well think about the headlines with this guy this guy's mm. surname is very good batsman I just feel like it's going to be It'd be crazy not to have this, you know, pick this person because, well, firstly, if we don't pick them, mm. the article will read very good batsman not selected for the cricket board. Like he's got us over a barrel here. Okay, we're Absolutely. going to look like idiots. Yeah. Okay, that you, you can see the headline tomorrow. Which cricket, be- cricket board doesn't select very good batsmen. That. It's gonna it's gonna look terrible for and us. This guy, his stats are amazing, but his his surname is incompetent behind the crease. And I I don't think we can sell. I, I think know, we're gonna lose the media you know cycle. The, the backlash we got for letting go of the one in the hand. <laughs> look, there's yeah, something there's something in this idea. Mm. Um. But again, I think it's a puzzle sketch. It's a puzzle sketch. It's that a puzzle needs sketch to be pieced that together. We we must piece together. And it's very like you know like like any puzzle, it's um, satisfying to see solve, but very boring to uh, to watch somebody else do it. So we're not gonna not gonna do that in front of you, <laughs> or inside of you, as our as our voices currently are. Oh my god! Because I mean, when you when you're listening to stuff, you don't really hear it. To the side, you kind of hear it like it's right in the middle of your head, isn't it? Well, are you, yeah, like it's it's within the skull, right? Like the oh. noise gets down inside the ear canal mm. and vibrates your your uh, eardrum, and uh, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So you're you're where where this our voices are right now is within your head, right? And that's obviously a very privileged place to be, right? A voice in your head, really. In that sense, all voices are voices in our head. Which, um, That's mm. true. That's where you hear voices. That's where you hear voices. Like where else would you? I've got voices in my foot. <laughs> See, now you're crazy. That's now crazy. now. <laughs> and I think that's how they actually. Mm. 
that's 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 the scale of of, well, of crazy. Because I mean, like, look, they've, there's got to be some rules for getting into into mental institutions, especially they've 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 shut down a lot of them. Yeah. Right, and they can't. They're, well, really, they're just more exclusive, right? Yeah, they've just made it more exclusive. They've mm-hmm. set the bar higher, and there's got to be a thing that people say so that they so that they know, like it's an exclusive club, so that they know that you're truly like mental. So it's like the equivalent of you must be this tall to ride the roller coaster. Mm. You must be this crazy to be institutionalized yeah. in this place. And and I've got voices in my head is the classic oh I'm crazy as portrayed by the media. Mm. And so if somebody's a f- is faking it, that's probably what they're going to use. What they're going to go with. If they just yeah. want a free bed and they want to hang out in a mental institution, <laughs> right? <laughs> And a real, real comfy walls. But if you name another part of your body where you're hearing heads, I mm. mean, not hearing heads, you're hearing voices. Mm. Mm. Anyway, I don't think that that's a sketch. No, I don't. No. I'm, I'm, you know, it's if if it is, it's probably not on the right side of history, Alastair. And I don't want to be on the wrong side of history, because you know where the wrong side of history is. Where? Uh, the past. Um, where over the wrong side of the history? I guess the wrong side of history is 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 before stuff happened. Right, like you know, like 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 if you're on the wrong side of um, the uh, the Battle of Hastings, yeah. Well, then you're probably sometime in 1064 or something like that. Wait, Alistair, if you could, if you could go back in time, would you go back to the wrong t- side of history? Be interesting. Hmm. What would you do? Al, would you go back to the wrong side of? Uh... Like, as in, like, just go go back there and say tons of awful things. Yeah. What does that mean to be on the wrong side of history? So it means that you're, you know, like society has moved to a certain point where we don't. We look back and we're like, oh, that was definitely wrong. That was a bad thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so you want to be on the right side so that when people look back at your life, if say it was recorded in a podcast form and mm. it was stored in some archive forever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Libsyn or Omni what you, or something like that. What you, what you want to be doing is yeah. you want to be putting yourself in a context where just by comedic necessity, mm-hmm. you very often say a lot of things that you don't necessarily agree with or believe in, mm-hmm. right? So that no matter what happens, there's a permanent record of you uh, adopting a series of shameful positions, yeah. which probably in the future will be taken out of all context and all the context will have disappeared or will be meaningless and all that will remain will be your inappropriate statements, Yeah. right? Yeah. That's just that's what you want, yeah, mm, yeah. Common sense. Well, I guess then we don't need a time machine to go back to the wrong side of history. No, we're already there. We've built a we've built a, <laughs> a trap for ourselves. Um, luckily, we don't plan on achieving too much, and no one will want to take us down. That is my plan. Yeah, yeah. That is that is interesting, isn't it? Like you can sort of just lie low, but low profile, right? Like. Yeah, I think it's just like it's like just like having a nice car. Mm. If you have a nice car, then people might want to steal it, mm. right? So if you have a nice job, people might want to knock you down. You can't abuse but power, especially if, if you you're... do something bad. Like, I mean, right. okay, this makes more sense. Wait, uh, if you're if you're a bad person, but you just drive a really shitty car, no one's going to try and key your car, mm. and nobody can tell you're bad because your car's bad, so you look like it's consistent. just appropriate. It's consistent. Yeah, it's the you're blending into the background. <laughs> <laughs> probably wearing a bad shirt. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably shopping in a bad place. Mm-hmm. The people who are looking at you are probably bad. Yeah. Yeah. Be, that, that's, uh, I think, uh, eyewitnesses who themselves are committing a murder at the same time <laughs> is, uh, you know, probably not reliable. Right. Oh, well, that's, look, that's a great scenario. It's where it's two people being interviewed and yes. they're the eyewitnesses for each other's murder. <laughs> But it's two like, separate murders. Right, yeah, separate unrelated murders. Completely unrelated. Right? So you're committing a murder and you glance across and you maybe you, 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 you sort of look up to just wipe some blood out of your eyes mm-hmm. and you look across and you see another person committing a murder. Yeah. Right? And obviously you're uh, maybe while you're – it would be interesting because while you're committing a murder, maybe your senses are really heightened anyway, mm. right, because you've got a lot of adrenaline. So you probably notice a lot of details. Yeah. Right? So maybe you'd actually be an ex- excellent eyewitness. 
<laughs> It'd be like being on mushrooms or something. Yeah. Well, not yeah. that people on mushrooms are excellent eyewitnesses, but their their senses are heightened. The senses are heightened, right? So, so you're 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 committing a murder. The, maybe the, yeah. So it's like the perfect witness is somebody who is who's currently committing a murder because their senses are heightened and also they are uh, well. It you know it's it's like the it takes a thief to catch a thief, you know it takes somebody who is currently committing a murder to recognize someone else who is currently committing a murder. Absolutely, and it would be so hard at a time like that to not get that instinct, like when two truck drivers are passing each other, mm. to give a little wave. <laughs> right. You know because yes because you're recognizing a lot of yourself in them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But also you would probably notice the differences a lot as well, right? So if you're doing a stabbing and somebody else is doing a shooting, mm. right, you'd be like, oh, that's interesting because I'm doing a stabbing. Mm. But, I mean, if, you, if the other person's doing a stabbing and you've got a, you're doing a shooting, mm. but you're watching them stab, it would be hard for you to not, like, have your arm go back and forth right, like that sort right. of like you're... Well, I guess one of the advantages is that a lot of people who commit murders like this probably don't have a lot of empathy, so they don't have that problem with mirroring neurons and mm, the okay. temptation. And, and that might be quite good as well because as a murderer, they're probably quite dispassionate, right, and they're able to observe things from the outside, you know, without getting emotionally involved. Because yeah. I think a lot of the time with eyewitnesses, mm-hmm. their emotional response clouds their memory, Yes, right? So somebody who is a psychopath... Yeah. has no emotional response, That's is able great. to, you know, see from the outside yeah. and, and, and be real clinical. And so, and so then they're just sitting sort of in, in separate uh, interrogation rooms mm. and then they're, they're trying to dub on each other to try to... Yeah, I but guess... I, think, I think it might be a TV show where we also see some reenactments mm. yeah. <laughs> with some point of view shots of like, yeah... Yeah, like from from their from their own view, while they're mm. like, you know, you can just sort of see their hand sort of fake stabbing, yeah, and then you see the the head turn, and it looks over, and you see the shooting, and you see the shooting, and, and then, then you see them the w- wave at each other. <laughs> but if they're waving, like if they've got that professional regard for one another, then are they like, why are they testifying against the other person? Well, because they got caught. Oh, sure. Because I think I, th- I think it, there's just a chance of them lowering their sentence. Yeah. But they're not like they're not friends. They just it's just for a moment there they weren't alone in the world. Right. Of course. Know? Yeah. And they got to forget about their problems. <laughs> maybe. You yeah. Know? And maybe that if they had met a little bit earlier, maybe before the murder, they would have found they would have been able to sort of talk about the reasons that they were gonna they wanted to kill somebody. In that specific location where they both... It's a, it's a crazy coincidence, isn't it's it? It's a crazy coincidence. It'd and it's like the wearing thing... the same shirt to work. Like, are you going to laugh about it or are you going to feel mm. awkward? Yeah. And and I wouldn't be... In, and it's a lot of the time when you end up in a scenario where something is so unlikely like that, mm. that it gives a moment more value, you know? Right. Yeah. You, like, you really remember those crazy coincidences in mm. your life. Like and when you meet somebody in that scenario, it makes it seem more special because it doesn't seem like it should have happened. Yep. And so I think it's, it could really be the beginning of a of a great love story. Wow. Because now they're ba- they're bound by this uh, this unlikeliness, mm-hmm. this this a coincidence so strong that maybe you know once they, I guess both go into go to prison, something could yep. blossom. That's uh, that's really nice. Twice while you've been talking, I've mm. had an idea mm. and gone, I've got to remember that and forgotten it and yeah. then got it back again and forgotten it. Wow. So uh, that's that's disappointing. But have you written this down? Because I think that's a... Um, yeah. I Witnesses were also committing murders. I've kind of written it down like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully we remember what that is. But look, if not... The way I'm going at the moment, probably not. Well, look, it'll come back to you. Was, do, you think, do you think your idea was about committing murders? Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely about that. And it was, uh, I'm going to say, really, really funny. Oh, no. Yeah. And it, what, what was worse was because I was trying to remember it, I couldn't really listen to what you were saying. It's okay, yeah. And then that, you know, obviously that couldn't... Our story couldn't go any further. Yeah. I was, I was deep into turning this into a love story. Yeah, and I... Ugh. By trying to hold on to this thing, I've ruined I've ruined what was right in front of me. Yeah, and I guess look, 
I guess I picture it, you know, like that, that scene in the first season. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Of uh, True Detective, which is, I guess, I haven't Monday. seen it, but yep. Have you ever seen any photos from it, screenshots? No. It's basically just Matthew McConaughey sitting at the end of an interrogation desk. Maybe they got him some beers. And uh, but he's a you know he's an ex cop so it's not like he he had done a bad thing maybe he didn't I can't remember um, but I think that's kind of like how I see it is mm. they're just they're in each they're both in the room I guess there's a lot of movies where there's that scene yeah <laughs> where people are sitting in an interrogation room do they have interrogation rooms yeah 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 I think so or the, uh, or a police. Uh, you know, officer, police departments, are they going all open plan now? So is it more like hot desking? Yeah, it could you know, be. Like there's a hot interrogation desk. I already you know? thought that the interrogations were desks were pretty hot. They're pretty hot. Yeah. But, uh, like but open it, plan, sort of the, even the cells don't really have like fixed boundaries, oh, right? Nice. So what the prisoner does is I guess the prisoner has like a little backpack or something and maybe they can sort of, there's a lot of, uh, mobile chaining stations right throughout the thing, so they can sort of chain oh. be chained to wherever, yeah, right, and it allows a lot more flexibility and a lot more collaboration, a lot more creativity. Mm. Okay, because like we're break- breaking down those boundaries, like jail cell walls. Exactly, you know, really the we were finding that the cell walls were putting up barriers between people. Okay, yeah. and that is the kind of stuff that. Really, eventually, those those walls they they stop being physical walls; mm. they become mental walls. Yeah, and I guess I guess while you're at it, you could break down the barrier between sort of criminal and cop. See, that's very you know? interesting. So I think like soccer went to the next level once <laughs> once every player could was was an all rounder. You know, right? You know, and 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 every player was both a defender and an offensive player. Yeah. You know, and I think maybe that's the way that cops should be, mm. and 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 criminals should be. Cops should be both cops and criminals. Yes. And criminals should be criminals, but also cops. And but also, I think we have to recognize that a criminal who's done a, a, a murder, say, is mm. is is worse than a criminal who's done, you know, uh, just a, a robbery. Right, breaking and entering. Yeah. So why can't you have the person who's done the breaking and entering investigating the person who's done the murder? Because oh. morally speaking, they're still superior to them, right? Yeah, and that's right. all you need. So you just need like down the chain. Mm-hmm. You just need the shoplifting people to be investigating the breaking and entering, yeah. breaking and entering people to be investigating the murderers. The people who run who run red lights could be investigating the people who sort of, you know, ran ran people down on the street. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And the people who run. Orange lights are investigating the people who. I'm not yeah. sure exactly what the investigation involves well, when you're investigating somebody who's run a red light. But I mean, yeah, I think it's a good way that maybe you could lower your sentence and maybe lower the the fine. Oh, okay, that's really you good. Know, you do some of the police work. Well, okay, what about so? Because uh, catch me if you can, right? Mm. Sort of the end of that is that. Sorry if you haven't seen the movie. Um, I'm going to spoil the ending of well, Catch a, Me If You a, Can. It's a real life thing. It's a real so life thing. Maybe don't talk about the movie. Just talk about the real life thing. Oh, okay. Well, this yeah. isn't the movie. This is the real life thing that it was based on. So, yeah, right? you're just spo- spoiling this guy's Abagnale's real life. Yeah. So uh, Frank Abagnale Jr. Jr. is a con man who eventually winds up working for the FBI investigating, helping them investigate. Uh, check fraud. Check and... fraud and stuff like that. And starts a company and turns out to be quite successful mm. right so what what could, what other things can we do that with like mm. like i feel like that's a particular kind of crime yeah right where the specific knowledge that he had made him a good investigator yeah but there must be sillier versions of that mm. that we can well there's also the interesting aspect which would which would be like uh going to see a careers advisor mm. who's Saying like that, you would be actually quite good at sort of being looking into check, you know, like being an investigator for check fraud. And so, right. how do I get into that? Well, I think first that you kind of run a big check fraud ring, right? 
you know, and you get a lot of contacts in that industry and, uh, you know, and, and, and you, you know, you sort of, you excel at your craft and then you, once you, once you know the basics, but then not just mm. the basics, the, the sort of the high end stuff, uh, then you, you get caught, obviously. Well, you no, serve. No, before then, I think you develop a sort of a cat and mouse relationship with a, an older cop, <laughs> an right? older cop who, who will, will, will sort of uh, act as a kind of father figure that you didn't yeah. have. Obviously you got to get rid of your father. Yeah. Um, is that going to be a problem? Yeah, that's not. I mean, you you really want to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I suppose, yeah. Anyway, that that is just one direction it could go. But uh, the another crime that you could commit, um, maybe sort of like something where you um, sort of, you know, like overfishing, maybe like overfishing <laughs> abalone. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I like that a lot. I think I think. Uh, and, and, and I think you can still use the title "Catch Me If You Can" as well. Absolutely, that's so. <laughs> yeah, it really you know saves us a lot. On we can probably still use the same opening titles. Oh, well, that's nice. And uh, but l- instead, like he's kind of he's he's kind of just like we can just superimpose like one of those sort of shucking knives in, into his hand that you use for sort of prying the abalone off the rock. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still traumatized but I, I once went abalone fishing right, yeah. with a with a friend. We were snorkeling, mm-hmm. right? And we both had those knives. And one of the things see the thing about swimming is that it involves sort of flailing your arms around yeah. in front of you. Mm-hmm. And the thing about abalone getting is it involves holding a big knife. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you you and your mate, me and my mate, swimming around and like you you sort of focus. You're out of your element. You're in the water, and you're focusing on two different, two totally different and unusual tasks, which is swimming so you don't die, and you know prying abalones off the rocks with this big knife. Yeah. And like occasionally, you know, you can't do both those things in your mind at the same time. So I, for a while, I was just focusing on swimming, totally forgetting that I had this huge knife in my hand. And yeah. was swimming quite close to my friend, and occasionally my mind just goes back to, I could totally have just stabbed him in the neck and I would not have, you know, it would have been utterly unwitting. There is a third task that you're also completing when you do that and that is uh, not breathing. Yeah. Yeah, because you're you're underwater swimming. Yeah. Prying sort of ro- uh, creatures that are made for sucking up against Hold it, rocks. Holding onto rocks. Yeah, and then also not breathing, which is something that you're accustomed mm. to. The abalones, really, they've only got one job to do, yeah. right? And that's the thing they do all the time. Yeah. But I'm trying to do three things. That you never do. <laughs> I never do. Yeah. <laughs> if I can avoid it. Um, yeah. So wait. So then in this scenario, somebody is a, I guess, is an abalone pirate or mm. an abalone poacher. Yeah. And then he the, becomes. I know. I know one. There's a, there's a, there's a famous one in Tassie. Yeah. Called Strawn, somebody or other Strawn is his name. Was he a Peter Hellier character? I think he could have Strawny. It was. Yeah. The- <laughs> is that what Peter Hellier based his character on? He he later went went into football. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this guy, this guy was like a real like he was the uh, Frank Abagnale Jr. of of abalone crime. Really, he had this really really fast boat with compartments in the bottom where he could store the abalone, and then if the police came close, he could dump the abalone out and he could also get away with them, away from them. And, it's, and it is the thing because eventually the police took his boat and used his boat to, because ch- the boat was so fast, used his boat to chase other abalone catchers. Wow. Andy, I think we're, we haven't come upon a sketch idea. We've come upon something that is inevitable. Yeah. Is that the, the criminal will eventually become the cop. Or at least their boat will. Yeah, or at least their boat will become a cop. We mo- <laughs> <laughs> boat cop. Oh, okay. Can we go back? I I think I think there's, I think some kind of like, the 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 point where this where this was the closest to being funny for me was when it was police trying to break down the barriers in the in the police force. Yeah. Right. I think that's good. Yeah, and and so. Somebody's proposed it within the group. Yeah. And it's a new maybe it's like a it's a new police commissioner who's come in from the world of business rather than from the world of policing. Right? You know, sometimes yeah. they'll hire someone who doesn't have any experience in making television to be the head of the ABC. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, it could be something like that, or it could be also that it's like somebody who's here to reform, and he's read some article about something they do in Scandinavia. Yeah. <laughs> of course it would be. Yeah. It's in, in Denmark, all the prison uh, cells yeah. right, are just drawn on the ground with chalk, yeah. right? And all the police badges just have a question mark on them, right? Yeah, and look, and, and like all the police, uh, all, all the, 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 there's there's no difference between a mm. a prison cell mm-hmm. and and a police desk. Yeah, each police each prisoner is given a computer and a badge <laughs> and a gun and a, gun. <laughs> and a caseload. Yeah, <laughs> and when you get into the court, everybody is on uh, is 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 in the in the in the dock. Everybody because st- everybody stands trial mm-hmm. simultaneously because ultimately it's society that has That's to take responsibility that yeah. is on trial. And <laughs> and then and then they try this, and and it half half works for a bit, and then eventually the prisoners just start killing the cops. Right? Yeah, I think. Or, like I mean, I almost don't want to know. I don't want to see it trying to be reenacted now. I just want to see the Danish, like a documentary about the Danish justice system. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like, think I think that makes sense. Yeah, like because because it's. Yeah, I think then that's a parody on all the studies and things that come yeah. out of Denmark and about and how you know oh, what we do and... is we um, we pay the teachers really really well. They pay the prisoners really really well. <laughs> it turns out, yeah, you could and you, you each prisoner is given a big box that they can sleep in. <laughs> you know? This has got to do with like Sweden or Norway or something like that. You know, like when a baby's born, they they're given this specific this box. Oh, that's and, right, a box and, full of all this stuff that you need. Yeah, to, but uh, but the box is also their first crib. The box is edible. The, bo- the box is made of other babies. The, the, the box is made of breast milk. <laughs> and yeah, dry breast milk. Yeah, in Denmark, every woman is a wet nurse. That's and right. Every, every woman is constantly lactating. Yeah, and every man. Uh, uh, is also lactating. Uh, we put we put hormones into the water, yeah. so everyone is always pregnant, and any baby can be suckled by any member yeah. of society. <laughs> Denmark's the best. Um. <laughs> I think a series. I, I'm I'm up now for a series of uh, things about Denmark <laughs> and <laughs> and their radical. You know, uh, what 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 do you yeah. call it? Liberal socialist or something like? Or like what what is the mm. democratic socialist uh, approach? Of course, it's all one. Well, this may not be true, but a lot of the reason that the stuff works or is possible in in those countries is because they do have a huge amount of oil wealth from oil in the North Sea. Certainly for Norway, I think that's the case. Yeah, right. That's why they're able to fund so many of their social programs and also high income tax. Right. Yeah, and they're also hugely Islamophobic. Are they? I think a lot of these, like that, that, that was a joke. But 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 I think a lot of those countries, uh, as well as being very good socially and have all these kind of mm. great programs, there's a there's a, I think a high rate of uh, Islamophobia. Is that, that's where Anders Breivik he was Norway, was yeah, he? Yeah, I think so. Or Sweden. Look, I, I'm sure that a lot of these people are also. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's like like in Australia, which has a lot of its problems to do with Islamophobia. Oh, hang on. Uh, I'm sure that there's probably a. A, a big, large percentage of the population that are the best. Yeah. And then there's a few, probably like 20, 30% of the people who are really <laughs> ruining it for everyone, mostly people who are Islamic. But they're all, to a person, tall and beautiful. That is, um, and I'm not backing down from that. No, that's all okay. Right. Anyway, I have a feeling that the next person to be called out in the media is going to be Andy Matthews <laughs> for his inappropriate approaches to everyone um, everyone in, in Scandinavia. Scandinavia. <laughs> Even though you are the most Scandinavian-looking person in the world, in a way, you were just looking in a mirror and just saying I was you're about beautiful. Myself. Yeah, um, I, uh, <coughs> I I almost I, just drowned. <laughs> Alistair is once again doing his really creatively <laughs> passive-aggressive attack on me, which is by <laughs> bringing in such a huge glass of water and then drinking it really like with huge gulps. And, uh, and finally it- it's had a... <laughs> 
It's come back. It's come back to bite drink me, you in the ass. To drink me right in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it just gave me the uh, enema I deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy, we technically have five sketches. Look, I think that's great. I think we should uh, we should we should bed this baby down better in a box from the Scandinavian Scandinavian government. government. I, although I do think Danish liberal approach sketches. I think. Uh, that's a whole. Uh, that's that's look. I think that's that kind of has a feel like, um, what was that? It was this. It was a series of TV shows. Uh, it was like they were like sciencey kind of videos. Mm. Um, the ones, look around you. Yeah, Do you remember? Like, you. I wanted yeah. to ha- like to kind of have. Well, it's got that kind of idea. Like to me, it has that feel. Not in that we, I want to recreate that feel. Yeah. But in that, it's like. Oh, this is a new thing that I didn't. I forgot that we could just do. I think that I think that's so great, and I, uh, I, I, I would like that as a yeah as a series with a particular like style and feel of mm. shooting. Yeah, it could all be in just in a, sort of a light sepia tone as well. Not 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 uh, sepia. I'm not sure about sepia. No, not sepia, but like you know, like it's got it's got it's been color graded in a, in a way. Yeah. Oh yeah, color graded. Sure, yeah, that sure, it's been color graded. <laughs> that isn't natural. Unnatural grading. Well, it's that it's that northern light, you know. Everything's everything's under the northern lights constantly. Are, in the are northern lights always green? Yeah, always green. Really? Exclusively? No, nah, I don't think they're always green. I think there are other colors. Are there some blue ones? There could be some blue. Any red? Might be a little bit of red. Can you get a purple one? Oh, there's a purple one. Yeah. yeah. Andy, what about orange? There's orange as well. Really? Yeah, they have orange. <laughs> well, it's all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> All right, we got Moat Mountain, which is yeah. a great new defense uh, for medieval castles, and uh, the sketch rights itself. The this sketch is one rights of, this itself. is a real easy format. It's something that is both a moat and a mountain because those are two forms of defense for mm-hmm. a castle, uh, and you, we we achieve it by creating a standing wave. Yeah, and then I, but but I think does your castle then need to be floating on top of that wave? I think it could be. I think there could be a mound of dirt underneath it. And the and the standing wave is is over the mound. Of unless it's a floating castle, but you know, it's surfing. It's constantly surfing up there. It could sort of be a castle that you got get from like National Geographic's that sort of has magnets underneath it and kind of hovers and oh, spins. Oh, that's good. Do you think that'd be disorienting for the for the enemy as well? And for the people and on, for the, in the castle. Oh, as absolutely. Well. Yeah. When they talk about because it. That they had serfs in that time. Is that what they're referring to? Surfs? Serfdom? Is that something? Yeah. A, a surfing kingdom? Is that yeah. a serfdom? It was a yeah. It was a surfsupdom. <laughs> um, yeah. Great. Uh, yeah. So moat mountain. Um, I guess they could try other types of way of doing moat mountain. You know, because because if, if they were like if they're maybe they could make one out of jelly because jelly's kind of like a liquid. Mm. And so put a castle on some jelly. Wibble wobble wibble wobble. Jelly on a plate. Uh, anyway, we got we got calling out the ocean. That's gonna have gonna have. It's probably gonna be a, an, an on, onion headline or something like that soon. Yeah. Um, that's the land that's been encroached upon by the ocean. This is probably an inappropriate sketch. Uh, the oh, this is a. Sorry about this one, but this is the sort of a possible who's on first parody, yeah. where we sort of talk about like you know convenient punchline name. I, th- I think, but it's a puzzle sketch. But then within that, I've kind of also built in the idea of the cricket sketch, uh, where where they take into account, uh, you know, people's names and the puns that they will make when they recruit them. Because I mean, or really, recruit them. really, it's quite difficult to tell the difference between the quality of two cricket players. I think ultimately, and because a lot of people don't get good until, you know, they've been playing for a while, right? Like, yeah. I think uh, Matthew Hayden, you know, I think he, he really came into his own a couple of years into his career. and uh, Two so years into his career. Probably, yeah. yeah. It felt like he got, a, he got a, lot of, a lot of chances. Yeah, right. And then he was great. Yeah, right. For quite a while. And now he's, is he bad again now? I think, yeah, he's, he's, he's out. Oh, is he retired? Yeah. Now he's presenting a gardening show. Oh no! Mm. Well, but it wasn't you know. good for a couple of years. But now, yeah, now he's great. Now he's great. He's got a, pulls weeds and everything. I think it's called Home Ground. Anyway, Home Ground is that actually what it's called. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it offends me so much. Um, witnesses. 
Okay, this is where it starts to get good, I think. Yeah. We <laughs> need a couple of sketches, much like Matthew Hayden. We need a few sketches under our belt to yeah. get anything. Yeah, I know that feeling. Of any value. Uh, witnesses were also committing the murders. So mm. this is this is two murders that were happening at the same time. That pe- yeah. Both people got caught. But the people, while they were murdering, they could see the other person murdering. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I mean, to be honest, I'm worried now that Law and Order are going to steal this because they are desperate for, <laughs> they are desperate for a storyline right now. Yeah, and, and the, the double murder, double witness. They they love they love ripping things from uh, today's headlines. Yeah, maybe from lines. today's punch po- podcast. Rip from today's punchlines. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, imagine if they both double witnessed a double murder. Wow. Well, see, that's, I think that's what Law and Order would do because they often like to heighten things as well. Of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, but then you've got, so then you've got four victims. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, I guess would you, if it's one person committing both murders, is that still, consi- cons- do you get, still get to be considered a double, a double, um, a double witness? <sighs> or do you think you'd have to watch two separate people murder one one person each. It's tricky because I don't know if double witness is actually a thing. So I don't know whether or not you could or could be one of those. Well, also what d- double murder is a thing, but there's no double, <laughs> double witness. Witcher, you could be you could be a double murderer, but you can't be a double witness. Yeah, right. Oh, so why can you have an attempted witness? You can have an attempted murder. <laughs> an attempted witness is somebody who ran after a guy yeah. who he thought was going to commit a crime, or and then he did. You heard something but... happening around the corner. You're like, "Oh God, I might get there and see it." Yeah, but you didn't quite make it there in time. Surely yeah. your testimony still has some kind of value. If you can be charged with attempted murder, you can, you can be, be quest- heard in court quest- as an attempted <laughs> witness. <laughs> Look, I wasn't there, but I wanted to be. I would have been. Please, listen to what I have to say. (laughs) And then the judge is like, I'll allow it. (laughs) Look, I'm writing down attempted witness. You know, I've I've all my life, uh, it's even premeditated, this witnessing, because I've been, all my life been preparing for this, buying binoculars. Doing memory courses. Doing memory courses, eavesdropping a lot. Hanging out in bad neighbourhoods. Killing people so that I can see what it looks like when it happens. So that hopefully I can recognise it when I see it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, all right. And then there's um, then there's obviously there's the Danish liberal approach. Um, series of sketches, possibly a web series that will um, that'll win many web series awards. Great. I when- think it's good to set those kinds of boundaries and parameters before we even start writing it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like like people say, oh, such and such, the writer of an award-winning uh, yeah. TV show or, you know. Mm-hmm. But very often they'll only say that after it's won those awards. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, at least, you know, we're, we're saying that even before it's been produced, even before it's been written. And look, and I very rarely ever say that about anything that I would ever do. He's currently writing an award-winning series. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's like his award-winning series is about to go into production. You got to be able to, you got to call it for it to really matter. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, they did, you know, and this feels like a very Danish liberal approach. But is to all the students at the start of the year, you tell them they've got an A, right? Great. And then you just see what they produce, right? So, Alistair, I'm telling you right now, you've won six at AFIs the, at the school. <laughs> they give them A's at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Right. And they tell them to go home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. at 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 school at the start of the year, they give them all a job as doctors in a hospital, in a working hospital. That's really good. Yeah, and you find that children under that, in that circumstance, mm. really achieve their potential. They rise to the occasion <laughs> because you've demonstrated to them confidence in them. It's kind of like a reverse battle royale. Mm. We make all these. We make a. a, a Class of kids, all doctors, and we yep. put them on an island. <laughs> and the first, and, and the and and the first one what, to, to die save lo- a life. Okay, maybe yeah. I was gonna say the first one to die loses, uh, rather than the last one to be alive. But <laughs> what's that got to do with the big doctors? I mean, surely the first one to die loses in almost any scenario. 
Yeah, I know. In my mind, that was the joke. But oh, okay, it Sorry. could be the first one to save or the last one to save a life. The person who saves the most lives. Um, no, it's the last one to be so struck off the register for medical le- negligence. Okay, so they they still sell wins. You know, they they. they <laughs> so they still have like adult pe- men with guns and stuff trying to hunt them down. Oh wow! Right, like on Battle Royale. Have you ever watched Battle no, Royale? No, I haven't seen it. That's yeah, all right. Um, I think it's essentially like a Hunger Games. Yeah, but like they definitely stole that from Hunger Games. I think they stole it from Hunger Games. I mean, no, I mean Hunger Games definitely stole it from them. Really? I would say so. Battle yeah. Royale. Look, who knows? You know, but Battle Royale I don't think has all the big society thing with people mm. with weird wigs and shit like that. In France, anyway. they call it a battle royale with cheese. <laughs> they call it a Big Mac. <laughs> That's really funny. Wait, what is the actual thing? Is it a Big Mac? So he said a this Big thing. Mac, yeah. He says Big, in a Royale uh, with cheese. In France, they call it a Royale with cheese. It's, it doesn't work on any level, Alistair. There's nothing no. that can be done with this. It, no, I think, yeah, I think they could they could call it in, in France, they called Battle Royale, Battle Big Mac. <laughs> Without, Without cheese. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's... That is no- nothing. That is oh wow. I mean, if it is something, it's the it's the flimsiest gossamer of something. I am gonna look. I mean, it's technically it's yours, so you have to tweet it. But if you don't want to tweet it, that is absolutely the kind of thing I would tweet, and I will <laughs> and I will happily take the thirty five thousand retweets it will get. All right, I'll tweet it then. No, uh, you want to tweet it. No, yeah, that's cool. You go it for feels it. like something you would tweet, Alistair. I think Andy, you tweet it. Andy, I am absolutely cannot, on the record, steal your joke. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I helped craft you it. You certainly obviously. did, Alistair. But I, look, I want the embarrassment to be all yours now. Great. But I'll take it. at least anybody who listens to this podcast will know that you're not entirely to blame. I, I coerced you into doing it. Thank you. Right. And if anyone can work out what it was that I was trying, was the joke that was really funny that I was going to make about the people commi- witnessing each other's murders, you know, it's um, that'd be great. That'd be great. Thanks. Right in. Um, should we do the beat part and then we'll go and do the wrap up? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I feel like it had a bit of a weird energy, this one, you think? Yeah, I know, but Andy, you've been breathing in bleach all day. Yeah, that's true. I have breathed in a lot of bleach. Yeah, so Andy has developed a bleach addiction. I've got that bleach bod. He's got that bleach bod. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing to say about, about somebody who's very white. But yeah, and yeah. I, I, I am that. Yeah, great. Um, so I'm Tweet ready it. for summer. Yeah. <laughs> got that bleach bod. Got my bleach bod. Oh, my lungs. Yeah, great. Um, so <clears throat> you can find us on Twitter at AlistairTB. He's mm-hmm. at Stupid Old Andy. And That's then right. it's also at Two and Tank for the team. Uh, it's us. You know, and uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can also, if you want to support the show, you can go on to Patreon.com slash Two and Tank. You can donate. We've we finally installed that thing that says if you donate three bucks, you can send us some words. Oh, yeah. So this is our new, like, reward or whatever you call it, like Patreon-level gift thing. Yeah. If you give us three bucks on the Patreon, you can submit three words, which will become the basis for a sketch. Oh, yeah. And so that since we're wrapping up this episode, we won't do it now, but one person has started doing that, and we will use his words in the next episode because there's nobody to pick from. And uh, and he's already got some good words in there. I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to it. How do people give us the words? Well... I haven't written in the thing, but I think you could either just tweet at us or just uh, – I think, look, do it on the Facebook because it will send people to our Facebook. Yeah. Facebook to in the Think Tank page. And then also it will all keep it in one place because I think the Twitter, that will just kind of be a mess with all the likes and everything like that. Oh, we get so many likes. Well, we don't get that many likes. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we get, we get too many likes, guys. Uh, stop liking our stuff. And it's, it's overwhelming. And you know what? Uh, I hope you have a really good life. And we we love, love you. you.
This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.